Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Chi-Chi Leung from Alloy. Chi-Chi, it's really nice to have you on. Thanks, Brad. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited. So tell me a bit about yourself and also a bit about your company. Yeah, I like to describe myself as I'm not a lifelong marketer, play on words with the title of your podcast, but I found marketing about halfway through my career. I started off as a consultant at Accenture and then did some strategy and operations roles. But then once I fortuitously found marketing, just really gravitated towards it because the complexity of it and the opportunity to bring together so many disparate components in order to make a greater whole was is what really appeals to me about it. Nice. I love it. So what's Alloy? What are you guys up to? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So Alloy, actually, it is a very common name. So we didn't actually choose the most unique name out there, but we are focused on the consumer goods industry. And so basically any company that sells physical goods to end customers. And really our purpose is trying to connect data and teams to make those products available where and when they are most needed. How we do this, it's a cloud platform that connects real-time demand data with supply chain network visibility. And that just helps companies make better execution and planning decisions. I love it. So who do you work with? What does all that engagement look like then for you? Yeah. In terms of types of customers, you mean? Yeah. Like types of customers. So CPG companies, it sounds like your bread and butter. Who do you work with in a CPG company? What does all that look like? Love to just hear a little bit more about We actually do, it's a little bit broader than just CPG. We do broader consumer goods. And so some of the other things that maybe don't fall under CPG, things like toys and games companies, we actually have quite a foothold there and automotive and and, and a number of other sort of basically just, again, goods that you can sell to to end consumers. And the sorts of people that we engage with within those companies are largely on the supply chain side. So they typically have either, they're like the VP of supply chain. So responsible for that end-to-end remit. They're planners, um, typically on the demand planning side or sales forecasting side, as well as salespeople themselves and VP of sales all the way down to national account managers, people like that. Nice. I love it. So what does marketing look like in this space and in your industry and for you guys? Yeah, it's really interesting because COVID really made supply chain a household topic of discussion last year. And so I think just to explore that a little bit further, I think we all experience firsthand what what happens when there's an unexpected demand spike, right? Early days of COVID, that just really meant we were all rationing toilet paper and cooking like we were on chopter with whatever random ingredients we could find at the grocery store. And so those sorts of um, disruptions are just happening all the time now. They were already happening, but they're just, I think people are much more aware of that today. And with what we're trying to do from the marketing front, it's really, I think what COVID helped a lot of these companies realize is they need to take a closer look at the legacy ways of doing things, the legacy ways in terms of the processes that they have, the systems that they're using, because a lot of them failed them during the pandemic and they're looking for new ways to do things. And that's really what we're here to help do is, you know, help companies anticipate and respond effectively to just that constantly changing commerce landscape so that they can make sure that their products are available when and where they're most needed. And I'd say Last year, looking at last year and then looking into this year, it was tough last year, I think, from a marketing standpoint, because our target audience was very heads down, just firefighting. They were just in it. They were dealing with 
all of the exigencies of what the pandemic had brought around. And coming into this year, it really does feel like a lot of a lot of folks have had a chance to take at least a breather and really and realizing just that situation they were in last year that they needed to change it. And so it's been a lot. We've certainly seen um, a large uptick in activity and interest and engagement coming into the new year. Nice. I love it. So what's getting you excited about this year? What kind of initiatives do you have in play? Yeah. What do you have planned for this year? Yeah, it's a great question because I've been at Alloy a little bit over a year now. And so that you're working the math, that means I, I started seven days before shelter in place came down in California. And a lot of last year, in some ways, I suppose the pandemic gave us a little bit of a breather in terms of really being able to establish a lot of the foundational things that we really need to get in place in order to enable scale, in order to enable growth. And so both myself and my sales partner who joined a few months after I did, that was really what last year was about. And so coming into this year, what gets us really excited as we had a, a really fantastic Q1. So if that's any reflection, all the foundation building that we did last year is really starting to pay off and we're really starting to gain momentum. So that's all very exciting. To get a little bit more specific, some of the things that I think all companies were doing last year during the pandemic was trying to be very laser focused in terms of the companies or the types of companies that they should be targeting. You wanted to go after, you know, companies who actually were doing okay during the pandemic and weren't weren't having an existential crisis during the pandemic themselves. And so that really led to us taking a very targeted my, what I describe as a micro vertical approach, right? Like really getting laser focused on, on a few handful of uh, industries, toys and games and hobbies was one of them that I mentioned earlier that we, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't rocket science to decide that was a good one to go after everyone's at home. People are buying puzzles and toys and things to keep their families engaged. And with that, and a few of these other very targeted verticals, like that's what we did last year and what we've extended that practice into this year. So I'd say it's really just about continuing that that sort of foundational practice that we put in place of focus, of really close partnership between sales and marketing, and really just staying aligned as we start executing and continue to execute against that strategy. Nice. I love it. So let's shift gears a little bit to your experience as a marketer and talk about ways in which you've learned to really build lifelong relationships with customers. What is some advice that you'd give to those listening with building lifelong customer relationships, doing marketing well, all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the question because I think perhaps because of where my career started at Accenture and it was very much ingrained in me to be very client focused from the inception of my career, that is that mindset of always being valuable, always delivering value is just very at the forefront of how I think all businesses need to operate. And unfortunately, marketing can oftentimes be negatively construed by society as like the spin machine. But I do think good marketing teams bring a lot of integrity to the function, right? We were focused on articulating how we can help, what's the value that we can provide and being real about it, not trying to fluff up the scenario of how we can help if we can't really help. And so I do think companies who have positive brand reputations, like this is in large part, it's because they have integrity behind everything they're doing. At a taking it down a level, I also just love getting to know our customers as individuals, learning about their personal stories, what's led them to where they are. Like I can think back to just whether it's clients that I had from Accenture, which was at their very early 
early part of my career to other customers that I had engaged with at previous companies, still in touch with a number of them. I've been to weddings with former customers. I've gone to the aquarium with their families. So I think it is, again, those of us, right, who are, we work for companies, we're here to obviously help drive the business agenda, but that's not possible unless you're really thinking about the customer in a very holistic way. And fundamentally, I think as individuals and people at the end of the day. Totally. I love it. Hey, it's been awesome to have you on the podcast. Any last words of wisdom before we run here? Yeah, I think I think this is becoming more and more common because in you know so many so much of technology and how it's it's actually delivered is through software as a service and therefore that sales and marketing journey extends far beyond just the initial deal closing. So I think it's just about continually thinking about how to deliver you know value to those customers and when you're thinking about just the nuts and bolts of the marketing that you're doing and marketing campaigns, right? Like that renewal or expansion with the goal of leading to advocacy with your customers should always be like a critical part of any sort of any integrated campaign or lifecycle campaign that you're running. Totally agree. Hey, thanks so much for joining the podcast and sharing all your wisdom, insights, and thoughts here. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun. Thanks, Brad. Thanks.